Happy day, Rosso Garcia with Why Jesus. Hoping you are having a terrific day and that you are beginning to enjoy this summer that we have just begun. Hopefully it's a new beginning in many ways. Uh, typically we look forward to the summer for fun and time off school and you know, gatherings and that kind of thing. So hoping that we can look forward to many great things, but one of those that you look forward to feeling the love of God for you every day. And for that, we kind of have to be purposeful about it and think about it daily so that we can catch His love in the little things around us. So, happy to be with you again. I'm so thankful to be able to share another episode of Come Follow Me with you. And um, hopefully the last episode um, has made you ponder as much as it has made me ponder um, about where I am in life, especially in relationships with my loved ones. And so um, it's just an incredible, incredible lesson. Um, All the lessons from Come Follow Me are important, but there are some that I guess we apply to our lives a little bit more than others. And that was one of the nail biters for me in my life. to look at the story of the of Joseph of Egypt and how he dealt with the um, evil that his 11 or 10 brothers did on him by selling him out to Egypt because they did not like his dreams and how he said that he would someday rule over them. And so he suffered greatly, as you can go back and look at the podcast. But in any event, I just have been pondering a lot about that. And so let us begin with this new podcast uh, on the Come Follow Me, put out by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, We are focusing on the week of March 21st through 27. Um, It is titled, I Have Remembered My Covenant, and it covers uh, the books in the Bible um, covering Exodus chapters 1 through 6. And so it's it's got many great lessons. We're going to talk about um, several topics today. One of those is called Jesus Christ is My Deliverer. The next one, God gives power to those he calls to do his work. The next, the Lord's purposes will be fulfilled in his own time. And the last one, who is Jehovah? And so uh, you can get your hands on Come Follow Me. Um, Physical copy at Desert Books. You can get online and 
uh, do a search for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints on the app, I meant, and look for um, Come Follow Me on the library search, and it will take you to the week that we are covering this topic, March 21st through 27th. You can also look on the web under lds.org and do a library search for Come Follow Me and head on over to the week that you want to read or enjoy. So with that, quick disclaimer, not a professional podcaster, nor scriptorian, nor anything other than a person sharing some awesome lessons that make my life better and help me strengthen my relationships with my loved ones and give them greater purpose to my life. So hopefully somebody gets something out of it. And so with that, forgive my little furry pets that will make noises here and there and the backgrounds and just can't do a whole lot about it. So forgive us for that. And here we go. So I was calling attention to the last um, podcast on just how incredible Joseph was as an individual to go through all those hardships that he went through uh, after his brother sold him into Egypt because of jealousy and and how he was wrongly accused and imprisoned for a long, long time. And he did not break um, or give in or, you know, destroy his integrity to get a better way of life. He stayed faithful to his God, the father of us all. And he continued to be as righteous and making decisions that were good despite all the bad that was coming his way. And because he chose to do good with all the evil that came his way, or in our day, because he chose to make lemonade from all the bad things around um God created great miracles for him and his life and for his family that literally gave him away, um, unbeknownst to his father and mother. So this is something the siblings did without their father knowing, and they attributed, um, you know, made up that he was killed by some beast And so his father and mother lived in grieving their younger son uh, for a long time until the truth came out. And so rest assured that the truth of all things will always come out. And um, when that came out, there were many, many miracles that came about because Joseph chose to forgive his brethren and they asked forgiveness from him. And so just the scriptures that I put on the podcast 
just an incredible, um, I don't even know what to call it, just act of kindness and mercy and compassion from Joseph to his brethren, despite all the evil they did to him and all the pain they caused him. And so what a good example for me. I need to do better, and I don't know about you guys, but I kind of feel like we lack uh, strength to do that as much as we need to um, because we come across many people in our lives that either hurt us or that we hurt and or cause pain to. And so for for sure, forgiveness is one of those great hard things that we all have to go through, whether it's to ask for forgiveness or to give forgiveness to someone else uh, for what they've done to us. So in any event, um, the story continues with Joseph and his family who um, reunited because of famine and because all these Uh, things happening in their respective countries and um, had it not been for Joseph his father and his 10 siblings and their families would have died in the famine Um, but they went to Egypt and bought food from Joseph who was second in command to the Pharaoh and um, and then Joseph called him to come and live in Egypt and the Pharaoh back then gave them the best land they had for them to live in and so the 12 tribes of Israel wound up living in Egypt Um, and sadly this is where this picks up and when Jacob before he died um, he told Joseph that God, our Father, would some time in the future return the 12 tribes of Israel back to their promised land. And so this is where we begin that trek for them. And so I'm going to read the summary because it's just the best always. And it says here, The invitation to live in Egypt literally saved Jacob's family, but after hundreds of years, their descendants were enslaved and terrorized by the new pharaoh who knew not Joseph. It would have been natural for the Israelites to wonder why God allowed this to happen to them, his covenant people. Did he remember the covenant he had made with them? Were they still his people? How? Uh, Could he see how much they were suffering? There may be times when you felt like asking similar questions. You might wonder, does God know what I'm going through? Can he hear my pleas for help? The story in Exodus of Israel's deliverance from Egypt answers such questions clearly. God does not forget his people. He remembers his covenants with us and will fulfill them in his own time and way. 
I will redeem you with a stretched out arm, he declares. I am your Lord, your God, which bringeth you out from under your burdens. So I love this summary because as you can see, it is relevant to us and what we are going through in our lives right now. Everything that is happening in this world, it does not make sense. Uh, we feel lost and confused. And sadly, we're looking at um, slimmer days coming along, you know, um, with all these food plants and scarcity of food and whatever not coming our way and droughts in many places. Um it's looking like the days of Egypt for the people of uh, Israel. So I find comfort that those same lessons will apply as far as um, the decisions I make with what's going on in my current life. And if I do my best to make the decisions as Joseph did, then... Everything will turn out for the better at the end like it did for him. I am sure of that because that is a promise. So um, I'm going to read um, two scriptures that kind of reinforce that. Uh, Doctrine and Covenants 88.68. And that says, Therefore sanctifies, sanctify yourselves that your minds become single to God. And the days will come that you shall see him. For he will unveil his face unto you, and it shall be in his own time and in his own way and according to his own will. So we need to be the best that we can be to make that day hopefully happen uh, sooner than later in our minds. But it will be in the right time for God. The next one, Exodus 6, 6 through 7. Wherefore say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will rid you out of their bondage, and I will redeem you with a stretched out arm and with great judgments, and I will take you to me for a people, and I will be to you a God, and ye shall know that I am the Lord your God, which bringeth you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians." So if we were to substitute a few words uh, in there instead of Egyptians and call it our current day for wherever you may be in the world, you can see how fitting that is to our current state. So just know that God is bound by our righteous actions or obedience to the commandments to fulfill that covenant and help us through our burdens. Um, he cannot do that if we are far away from living the commandments and living a life of sin because we won't be able to hear him and see his goodness in our lives because of the sins, not because he's causing the sins. So as many people think that is the case, but it's not. So the next topic is called Jesus Christ is my deliverer. And this is on uh, Exodus chapters 1 through 2. 
It says, one of the central themes in the book of Exodus is that God has power to free his people from oppression. The enslavement of the Israelites, as described in Exodus 1, could be seen as a symbol of the captivity we all face because of sin and death. And Moses, the Israelites' deliverer, can be seen as a type or representation of Jesus Christ. Um, with these comparisons in mind, you might notice the example that both Moses and Jesus were preserved from death as small children, and that both spent time in the wilderness before beginning their ministry. So, after Joseph's family came to live in Egypt because of the famine, they lived there, and they lived very well because of Joseph and his decisions. Uh, the Pharaoh gave him the best land, and Jacob, his father, was able to see Joseph and his posterity, his two children, uh, Manasseh and Ephraim. And once again, Ephraim was given the blessing by Jacob before he died that he, even though he was younger and not the, didn't have the birthright like Manasseh, he would be greater um, than his older brother, kind of like Joseph was greater than his ten brothers. And so... Um, he left that blessing with them and told them that God will continue to honor his covenant he had made to him throughout humanity and, you know, all the people in the world would be either part of the lineage, direct lineage of the 12 tribes of Israel or will be adopted to them as they... Um, accept Jesus Christ as their deliverer as well. So I am going to read a few scriptures that talk about that. Second Nephi 2.26 and 27. And it says here, And the Messiah cometh in the fullness of time, that he may redeem the children of men from the fall. And because that they are redeemed from the fall, they have become free forever knowing good from evil, to act for themselves and not to be acted upon, save it be by the punishment of the law at the great and last day, according to the commandments which God hath, hath given. Wherefore, men are free according to the flesh, and all things are given them which are expedient unto them, and they are free to choose liberty and eternal life, through the great mediator of all men, or to choose captivity and death according to the captivity and power of the devil. For he seeketh that all men might be miserable like unto him. I love these scriptures because it makes it so clear how you and I have been blessed to know what good and evil is and that we can be cleansed from all the evil that we do in life, just like as the ten brothers of Joseph did, um, by accepting their wrongdoing and asking for forgiveness and then living as righteously as possible um, the rest of their lives. So um, there has to be a change of life 
for good instead of evil uh, in us choosing to follow the example of the mediator or the savior of the world, which is Jesus Christ. And the part that I love here at the end, it says that we are free to choose um, captivity and death according to the captivity and power of the devil, for he seeketh all men might be miserable like unto himself. So, you know, when Joseph's brothers decided to send him to uh, Egypt and they did that horrible evil thing, they were captive uh, by the devil. They became his slaves and um, and they did not break away from that until they came before Joseph and asked for forgiveness and uh, accepted the wrongdoings and continued to live the best life that they could after that. Um, you know, that's just our lot, all of humanity. We are so imperfect that we will always make mistakes and cause hurt and pain to the people that we love the most usually and so but if you remember that God created you free forever forever uh, knowing good from evil um, giving us the blessing to act for ourselves instead of letting others um, to, you know, act upon ourselves. And I know that sometimes, you know, people take the best out of us because of the way they treat us, but we can still uh, continue to move forward, freeing ourselves from the pain that they may have caused us or what they may have taken away from us like Joseph chose to continue moving forward and not being the victim um, and finding ways to free himself from that trauma that they caused him, he succeeded because God was with him and lightening up his burdens and his pain through it, through it all until there was reconciliation or both sides forgave each other and extended forgiveness so forgiveness brings great miracles in our lives and so I love that scripture there I'm not going to dwell too much on it but the next scripture that I wanted to look at says um, goes into basically the fact that um Joseph's family um, after Jacob his father and Joseph died um, they literally became slaves to Egypt under Joseph he made it so that they would pay tribute or you know pay um, that they would um, pay one-fifth of everything that they produced to Pharaoh for being able to live in Egypt. Um, but as the famine grew worse and worse during those seven years, they wound up selling everything they had for food. 
uh, and the only thing they had left at the end was to become servants of Egypt. And they were still a-okay doing that, but um, because they still had good rulers over them. And so um, in the end, um, after Joseph and Jacob died, the new pharaoh didn't know Joseph. And so they were afraid of the Hebrews or the Israelites and decided to put him in bondage. Um, And so that's what Exodus is. This is where Joseph um, or Moses uh, as a Hebrew child was chosen to lead the 12 tribes out of Egypt. But his story is so incredible Um, Then I'm just going to focus on that for a quick minute here. So um, back in the day, the Pharaoh was so afraid of how much the Hebrews were multiplying, and he realized that they were outnumbered easily. And so in order to, you know, gain power over them, he decided to proclaim a law that said that all the Hebrew males will be killed um, and only the females would live. And so the Egyptians were carrying out the Pharaoh's orders and one of the um, Hebrew women that had this baby boy, she could not, she hid her baby and put him in a basket and send it down the river and one of the uh, pharaoh's daughter found the child and decided to keep it and uh, interestingly enough somebody suggested let's call the hebrew woman uh, to nurse this baby for you and take care of him for you and they did and they wound up calling his own mother Um, and so moses was literally quite, you know, um, lived the life of, of a, a prince in Egypt because of the Pharaoh's daughter that picked him up. and But he also was being raised by his mom. Um, and so he grew to love the Hebrew people. Um, and so one day he saw the Egyptians mistreating uh, one of the Hebrew people, and he killed him. And so then he fled out of Egypt uh, so that he wouldn't be killed. And while he fled, um, he was called to be the deliverer of the Israelites and was sent back to Egypt um, to go before Pharaoh and ask him to let him go. But obviously, this is where the Ten Commandments come. For all of you that know this, Pharaoh did not want to let him go. Full of pride. There were tons of plagues and and things that came upon them because of that. And so the Egyptians suffered greatly because he would not let him go. And so this is what Exodus talks about, you know, 
how the Israelites wind up exiting or leaving Egypt. Um, so I am going to read um, I am going to read uh, probably Matthew 4, 1 to 2. Um, so this is where it's comparing how Moses and Jesus were both children that were had to flee their homeland because the um, leaders were killing the youngest children, trying to get rid of um, the Israelites' power. And so they were similar in that way, and they were both asked to deliver a people. Uh, Joseph, not Joseph, but Moses delivered Israel from Egypt, and Jesus Christ delivered us all from sin and death, spiritual death. And so, similar in that, but as we read on Exodus chapter 3 to 4, God gives power to those he calls to do his work. So when Moses was called, he had a hard time believing that he was supposed to do this great thing. I mean, God told him uh, to go and speak to Pharaoh, and the first thing he said was like, who am I to go speak to Pharaoh? I'm no one. <laughs> Anyways, um, but God literally made it so that he would have everything that he needed to make that happen. He told them what he would do every step of the way, and he provided a spokesperson, someone that could speak to Pharaoh with greater ease and with great words. Because Moses said, I have trouble speaking. Who's going to listen to me? So God provided that as well. So bottom line is what it says here. Today we know Moses is a great prophet and leader. But Moses did not see himself that way when the Lord first called him. Who am I, Moses wondered, that I should go unto Pharaoh? The Lord, however, knew who Moses really was and he could be and what he could become. And so it says here, uh, what do you find in these chapters that might inspire you when you feel inadequate? And how does the Lord bless his servants with increased power to do his will? So um, if we read some of the scriptures mentioned here. It just kind of gives us an idea of how the Lord talked to Moses face to face and um, told him that he was, I am the Lord God Almighty and endless was his name. And the part that I love the most here says, and behold, thou art my son. Wherefore look, and I will show thee the workmanship of mine hands, but not all. For my works are without end, and also my words, for they never cease. And so then he tells him, uh, Moses, my son, thou art in the similitude of mine only begotten, and mine only begotten is and shall be the Savior, for he is full of grace. 
and truth, but there is no God beside me, and all things are present with me, for I know them all. And he continues to call him Moses, my son, thou art in the world, and now I show it unto thee. And so he showed him from the beginning to the end of time, everything. And then he told him what he needed to do, and he told him, basically, um, that how to he showed him his glory in such a way that Moses could not be deceived by Satan and his works because he knew he was a child of God above all and whatever Satan uh, showed him um, was no comparison to the glory of God that he saw and so in Moses literally showed us how to get Satan out of our lives and how to dismiss him from our lives because he had to do the same because Satan came to tempt him. And so um, very important um, skill that saves us a lot of hardship and uh, fear when we know how to cast him out of our lives. So Maybe um, I recommend you guys going into Moses chapter 1, 1 through 10, and 24 through 39. And reading that more carefully. <clears throat> the next section says the Lord's purposes will be fulfilled in his own time. And so, like I said, Pharaoh refused, absolutely refused to let them go. Um there were, what, like 10 plagues um, that pretty much destroyed Egypt. But the last thing that they did is was um, they sent a plague where the firstborn of every family would be killed except those that had the uh, blood of the lamb over their household, meaning that they accepted the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ, which is the Lamb's blood, um, as their Savior in those households that had the Lamb's blood over their door, their first child didn't die. So Pharaoh's son died, and I think that's finally how they were let go, um, and so it says here, although Moses courageously went before Pharaoh, just as God had commanded and told him to release the Israelites, Pharaoh refused. In fact, he made the Israelites' lives, lives harder. Moses and the Israelites may have wondered by why things weren't working out even when Moses was doing what God asked him to do. Have you ever felt you were doing God's will but didn't see the success you expected? Looking for what the Lord said to help Moses persevere. Um, definitely, I have felt that way. I think that's just human nature where we feel like, wow, we are living the best that we can and trying to be the best human beings we can possibly can, but just things don't seem to turn out our way. And look at Joseph's example, right? He had 
horrible trials, yet he persevered, chose to rise above all of it, and um, to continue progressing and bettering himself, and he was, his life was a miracle with all the power that he was able to have and all the people that he was able to save because he lived close to God through all his trials. So um, I like how it says that the Lord's purposes will be fulfilled in his own time. Um, Even though it seemed like God was taking forever and delivering the Israelites, um, it happened. And it happened when people were showing more faith. So our faith has to Our faith is important. God cannot just, oh, yeah, you're praying, so here you go. Um, You can have this. We have to show him that we are changing what we need to change to become better. And so uh, that is explained. Let's see here if I can read this little part here. And it says, Exodus 5, to 23. And Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Lord, wherefore hast thou so evil entreated this people? Why is it that thou hast sent me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in thy name, he hath done evil to this people. Neither hast thou delivered thy people at all. So this is Moses complaining, right? Just like you and I complain. It says, the harder we try, the more evil this person gets. So why should we listen and continue to do? I mean, he's just treating them worse and worse. So human nature, obviously, this is what you and I go through. But as it said, God will deliver us in the right time. And the right time for him is not necessarily what's best for him, but it, what it's best for us. We just don't see it with the eyes that he sees it. And I think that's the biggest problem, is that we want a change now. We don't want to go through this hard thing now. Um, but we may not have learned the lessons that will make us better yet. And so it will happen when we are the most prepared and ready for those lessons. Um to have gone through us and brought us out a better person. So kind of like a diamond in the rough, right? Um, So the next section here says, Who is Jehovah? And Jehovah is the name of Jesus Christ and refers to the primordial Savior. So I'm going to read this part here for a second. And um, it says here, the Joseph Smith translation clarifies that uh, the prophets Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob knew the Lord by this name. Um, And so in Exodus 3, I mean Exodus 6, 3, it says, And I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob by the name of God Almighty, but by my name, Jehovah, was I not known to them. So, um, he called. He was called 
God, I am, but they didn't know the Jehovah name, but that is who they're talking about throughout the entire Old Testament is Jehovah. And so it says here, usually when the phrase the Lord appears in the Old Testament, it refers to Jehovah in Exodus 3. 13 through 15, the title I am is also a reference to Jehovah. So I am going to um, read that section here. And it says, And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, what is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, This shall thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. And God said forever unto Moses, Thus thou shalt say unto the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob has sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. So um, that is usually what most people that only read the Bible um, will refer to, and that's why there's such great confusion, because they don't... Oh, wow, that's loud. I'm sorry. I have no idea what's going on. But bottom line, um, there's such confusion because they only have the Bible as their source that it's not clear enough what the name of Jesus Christ is in the Old Testament. But we got clarification, and it, he was called by many names, but one of those was also Jehovah. And so in Doctrine and Covenants 38, 1, it says here, Thus saith the Lord your God, even Jesus Christ, the great I am, Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the same with which looked upon the wide expanse of eternity and all of the seraphic host of heaven before the world was made. So he's also called Jesus Christ, the Lord your God, the great I am, the Alpha and the Omega. Um, then another scripture, scripture says, Hearken and listen to the voice of him who is from all eternity to all eternity, the great I am, even Jesus Christ. So it clar clarifies that the great I am is the I am that Moses was talking about, who is Jesus Christ. And his, old, his name was also Jehovah. So um, I love that that distinction was made um, because it clarifies how um, Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world uh, and the great deliverer because he delivered the 12 tribes of Israel um, and Obviously, he also delivered us from our own sins and spiritual death. So that is why he is called the Savior of the world. Um, 
And so I am going to finish off this with you guys and saying that Jesus Christ is my deliverer, my savior, just as he was literally the physical deliverer of Israel to come out of Egypt from their bondage into the promised land. That is kind of like a similitude of what he's able to do for you and I. He is here to rescue us from bondage, spiritual bondage, the spiritual bondage that happens when we lose vision of what righteousness is to the evil around us and when people are calling evil good nowadays and good things evil. Um, he is able to deliver us from that kind of bondage, spiritual bondage, and he's able to deliver us into a promised land, meaning where we are free from our sins if we choose and choose to have a better life. And so everything that happened in the Old Testament and the Bible is just speaking of the great sacrifice that Jesus Christ was going to do for you and I. And I am so thankful for him that he um, was able to help us all that way, whether we choose to see it or not. Uh, we have a part. We play a part in that whole promise that he made way back then in the beginning of the world um, to all his prophets of old. And so, same covenant stands still for you and I today. Um, and whatever he calls us to do here on the earth, it says here, God gives power to those he calls to do his work. Our work is to help others come unto Christ and accept him as his Savior, because only through him will they be able to rid themselves of the bondage that we experience in the world. We're not just talking physical bondage like the Israelites experience, although some do go through that in many ways, sadly, but it's also the spiritual bondage that comes to us when we choose to do evil works and not change. But when we choose to change and want to do better and accept them, uh, we get a whole new life. Um, presented to us. And so hopefully with this summer season upon us and we feel more excited about doing things and starting a new season and new gatherings with family, same thing. We I hope that we are able to feel the same way about starting a new phase in our lives and changing those things that we need to change to feel better about ourselves and the world around us and to be able to have greater joy in the relationships that we do choose to have um, with family and friends and community. They are so much better when we choose to walk the Savior's way. And so I, with that, I'm going to leave you for tonight, hoping that you were able to get something out of this as I did, and just know that God loves you. He's 
ready and willing to get us out from our bondage that we're in and deliver us if we only choose to follow him and his advice we will see that it's a better world to follow his way than the current one that we're trying to follow on our own so with that have a great rest of the night this is rosa garcia with why jesus